Hello, I'm Lisa Murray, the City Historian at the City of Sydney Council, and you're listening to Letters of Complaint, a podcast based on our popular History Week event. Join me as we unearth the best, worst and most bizarre letters of complaint from the 19th century. Sourced from the City of Sydney archives, you'll hear neighbours complaining about all aspects of life. This is episode four. Language, please. I have to complain of the nuisance caused by you letting the vacant ground adjoining my premises to proprietors of merry-go-rounds and swinging boats as apart from the frightful monotonous music about a hundred times a day. It is the cause of all the children of the surrounding district congregating there until about 9.30 p.m., and the noise they keep up is deafening, and the language of the elder ones of them is horrible. But the worst evil of all is the damage they do to my property by throwing stones at my wall and outer roof, which they do almost hourly, and I hope that although I have suffered for years through this land being open to everyone and an annoyance to the neighbourhood and especially to myself that you will not continue to aggravate the nuisance by letting it again for this purpose. Thanking you in anticipation. Yours faithfully, Grace P. Hume. It's like that old saying, people near Grace's house shouldn't throw stones. Shall I file this under offensive language and conduct, sir? I suppose so, though that file is getting a little full itself. You know, the omnibus issue is still unresolved. Oh, yes, the omnibus. I passed by it on my way home through Newtown. You could pick up some wonderfully colourful phrases. On behalf of several ladies in this neighbourhood, I venture to call your attention to the present state of the omnibus stand at the School of Arts, which females can scarcely ever pass by without either being insulted or disgusted with the language that they hear around them. Now, one does not expect a polite bow or make way, boys, from the class of youths and men that are assembled in such places. But still, some decency might be enforced by those who license the drivers and lads. I would suggest that either an officer should be appointed to keep order or that the stand should be removed to some more open locality where the ears and eyes of persons will not be so repeatedly shocked as they are at present. Ladies today are so sensitive, aren't they? Obviously, it's just boys being boys. <laughs> a bit of fun never hurt anyone. I know, they're so uppity, aren't they? I mean, they always have a bee in their bonnet about something or uh, other. Exhibit A, this letter we've just received regarding the ladies' frisket club. Frisket? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, hello, ladies. Ooh. Uh, uh, I do believe that it is a form of cricket suitable for ladies to partake in. Uh, oh. Oh, I beg most respectfully to uh, represent the unauthorised action of some person or persons referred to in the last sitting of the Municipal Council of covering certain ground near the Ranger's Lodge has entirely subverted the required order to uh, play. So someone has covered the cricket pitch? Without authority. Disrupting the lady's ability to play. Understanding that the Ranger has been called upon to report upon this matter, uh, perusal of this is unnecessary in as much as I fail to see how this official can possibly justify the action complained of in the face of the following facts. <clears throat> One, the order obtained personally by me was specific to play on ground most suitable. Two, 
I stated to the ranger on Saturday when handing him the order that the ground, then uncovered and undisturbed, was the only piece suitable. Privacy and uh, evenness of ground being essential, where the ladies might play uninterrupted and with safety. Three, we left the ranger on the distinct understanding that on the Saturday following, we would play. But in the interval, the ground was covered without consulting those who had the power to give authority. Throwing rubbish on this spot was not done in ignorance of the fact and was a liberty not only impardonable but reprehensible. I need scarce point out that the uh, ostensible nature of such a procedure is apparent and has so far as the effect of depriving us the like privileges accorded to cricketers and football players in their uh, respective seasons. So let me get this straight. He used all of those words to complain about rubbish on the field. This letter's longer than a cricket game. I hope for a just punishment at the expense of those unwarrantable connivance led them to thus tamper with a public common. I have the honour to be, sir, your most obedient servant, F.J. Ironside. It's just not cricket, is it? Well, not when it's cricket for girls. I mean, who in their right mind would want to watch that? (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, the matter at hand is that the ladies would like a level playing field. Mm -hmm. I will see what can be done. Frisket. Ladies cricket. (laughs) Ridiculous. Cricket is a man's game. It's about men enjoying men in the sunshine. These three letters have a familiar ring to them. It seems that disorderly conduct by youths and foul language has always been a cause of complaint. But they do throw up some unusual visions. I really love the idea of a merry-go-round on a vacant lot on Burke Street, Surrey Hills. Sydney today is so densely built upon that we can actually forget that there were plots of vacant land scattered through the urban centre for much of the 19th century. Imagine waking up one day to discover that the council had leased the vacant land next to your house and that the merry-go-round had been installed. I'm sure we'd all be complaining about the monotonous music. Now, equally intriguing is the letter about Frisquet. When I first encountered this letter... I had no idea what frisquet even was, but a quick internet search soon explained its origins. It's a form of ladies' cricket. Frederick Ironside, who was the correspondent who complained to the council that the women couldn't get a good playing field, he was heavily involved in the promotion of frisquet. In 1878, he published a 14-page booklet Rules of Frisket or Ladies' Cricket, an entirely new outdoor Australasian game. It can be found in the collection of the State Library of New South Wales. The rule book was dedicated in general to womankind. Now, it's often hard to find the stories of women within the official files of council, and this letter shows that some women were actively playing sport in the 19th century. And just like today, it seems they often felt that their sporting ambitions were not taken as seriously as men's sport. Letters of Complaint was produced by Black Cat Productions, Maeve Marsden, Artistic Director, in collaboration with the City of Sydney. Performances by Anna Martin, George Kemp and Jennifer Wong. To read the original full-length letters from the archives, go to the National Library's Trove catalogue, trove.nla.gov.au and search for Letters of Complaint, City of Sydney Archives.